journey mapping is a tool that we have kind of in our toolkit that really can help us understand our customer needs better. It can help us anticipate what the future will hold. And it's a really great tool to get everybody on the same page to understand more so that we can make more strategic decisions moving forward. Welcome back to the CX Pulse podcast. We're glad you're joining us. Well, welcome everyone back to the CX Pulse podcast. Today, we are joined by Jeannie Walters. And Jeannie is the CEO and founder of Experience Investigators, a global customer experience consulting firm helping companies improve loyalty and retention, employee engagement, and overall customer experience. Jeannie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm excited about this topic because as a customer, I love to know where my data is going. And today we're diving into this massive topic of journey mapping. First and foremost, can you tell us a bit about why you're an expert on this and why this is your passion? Yeah, well, I really see customer experience in general as a winning business strategy. And the way we talk about it, it's really a mindset strategy and discipline that not only is good for customers, but also drives the business forward. If you do this right, you actually get incredible business results. And so journey mapping is a tool that we have kind of in our toolkit that really can help us understand our customer needs better. It can help us anticipate what the future will hold. And what I really personally get really passionate about is we can be our own disruptors, right? If you look at what's happened in the marketplace in the last decade plus, the winning disruptors have all been experience-based. And so if you're not already thinking like that in your industry, somebody is. And journey mapping is just a really great tool to get everybody on the same page to understand more so that we can make more strategic decisions moving forward. Absolutely. A lot of useful information in there, I'm sure. So what should the big goal of journey mapping be? This is a great question because I think what happens is a lot of times we get very excited about the idea of journey mapping. And especially people who have never heard of it, they sometimes call me and they say, oh my gosh, we need a journey map. And I'll say, great, why? And they kind of sit there in stunned silence, like, because we need a journey map. And What I've found is that sometimes we get kind of seduced by this idea of the big, beautiful end-to-end experience in this visual way that everybody can understand. But a lot of organizations, especially in B2B, are incredibly complex, right? We have many different types of customers. We have many different layers of the ecosystem, if you will. And so sometimes what I like to do is take that step back and say, okay, what is our customer experience strategy? Let's start there. Like, what are our goals there? And then how can we break that down into actionable ways around journey mapping? So sometimes that means it's not the end goal. I like to say journey mapping is a verb, not a noun, because it really is about the process of gaining those insights and then acting on them. That's what ultimately improves the customer experience. The map itself it doesn't really do that. We have to do that. And so the mapping is what's most important, but we need to know the goal before we start. It sounds like you're saying journey mapping is a journey, not a destination. That's right. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Jeannie, why don't you tell us what data or specific elements should be considered when mapping the digital first customer experience? Yeah, I think this is so interesting because, you know, customers are telling us they want more digital access. They want to be able to do more within their own journey 
in a way that's a little more self-service, a little more about jumping from device to device even. And if we're not really considering their real lives this way, it's very easy to kind of focus on one channel, for instance. We might say, this is the mobile app experience, but that's not real life. That's not who people are. Customers don't walk around saying, I'm a digital customer. They're just a customer trying to get things done. And so when we are looking at journey mapping, we want to consider a couple different points of input. And one is just empathizing with the customer. How can we understand who the customer is, what their needs are, what their motivations are, and what their journey actually is. Because sometimes when I work with clients, they say, oh, we've done journey mapping. And then they show me an internally focused process map. And the power of customer journey mapping is really stepping into what is actually happening with the customer. Because sometimes those internal process maps look like they're all working fine, but they're not for the customer. So one part of it is understanding what do you want to know? How can we empathize with the customer? You want to look at customer experience or customer feedback metrics. What do you gather already? Do you track net promoter score? Do you look at customer effort score after key transactional moments? Do you look at customer satisfaction scores after certain parts in the journey? All of that information can inform you. And then we don't want to forget about operational metrics because a lot of times human beings will say one thing and behave a different way. And so we might say, yes, we want all these bells and whistles. But then when you really look at what's happening, people are getting confused early in the journey and just abandoning things because there might be too many choices. So we want to look at operational metrics like what is our renewal rate? What is our customer churn rate? How do we know how people are behaving that will drive, again, those goals, that business strategy, everything else? So you want to make sure that as you're mapping, you're really considering those three areas carefully for your data. That totally makes sense. I know as a customer, there are plenty of times when I get an email at you know, Monday morning, first thing about something that doesn't feel like a Monday morning topic, I'm a little more dismissive, right? I want to know that they think about when these messages are being received. Are are things like that being incorporated into the data? Yes, for sure. And I think what you're bringing up is the fact that we all want personalized experiences. We want to be recognized as customers for who we are and where we are on our own journey. So what that means is, you know, one of my favorite examples of this is if we don't consider things like, you know, maybe somebody has a subscription and they're a customer for a few years and then they drop that subscription. Well, suddenly they get dumped into the prospect file and they start receiving emails as if they've never met this company before, as if they don't know about what the service is, as if we've never had a relationship. And when we get those messages that can feel really jarring to the relationship, and I think what we're tasked to do as customer experience leaders is to really aim for ways that we can personalize the experience. And now we have some great tools and technology that can actually help us do that at scale. So I know there's lots of you know discussion about chatbots and AI and machine learning and the good or the bad or whatever. But I think that if we can leverage those tools in the right way, then what happens is the agents and the live people who are there to help can help with those really sticky, nuanced things and really personalize the experience for the customer. And all of those ways that the chatbot or the robots taking over, (laughs) the ways that they can really move forward, they can answer all of those questions that 
people have, you know, that are just repetitive, that maybe take away from something else, but it can still feel very personalized. And so there's lots of opportunity here with the new technology and tools to really personalize experience for our customers, which I think is really exciting. It is. Now, from your behind the scenes perspective, what are some of the lesser known ways to collect customer feedback worth considering for journey mapping? Well, I think there's a huge untapped resource in some organization, and that's talking to the people who serve your customers. And that sounds so basic, but we often don't just tap into, you know, what are the agents hearing, you know, in their phone calls, in their communications with the customers? What trends are they seeing? Because often what we're asking them to do is kind of categorize things and that's how we get our data. And that's really valuable. But if something's changing, the data might not be completely caught up. So I think tapping into the wisdom and the knowledge and the experience of your agents is super, super important. That can also be folks on your team like customer success managers, or if you are in retail or something, you know, retail workers who are dealing directly with customers. So I think that's a huge untapped resource in a lot of areas. Even your social media team, right? They're dealing with customers all the time. So figure out who are those people and talk to them. And then the other part of that is really looking at what are people doing maybe outside of this journey. And what I mean by that is instead of just focusing on when somebody walks in the door as a customer, if you really get to know who your customers are, you can start kind of expanding that lens and look at who are these people and what is their real life like? Because that can really give you data points about where they are in the market or where they are regionally or culturally, there are some differences, right? We have to consider. And so if we're not looking for those kind of nuanced data points, then we're missing opportunities to really know our customers and serve them in the best way. Yeah, and show up at the appropriate time in their lives, even at different price points. That's right. Well, what business data will help you understand the customer experience best? This is a big question, (laughs) but I would say that when we talk about, in general, operational and business data, we also have to connect that to what are our goals again. So for instance, a lot of organizations get kind of caught up in tracking customer feedback metrics as the marker, right? They say our NPS is this, that's the goal. Well, that's a great reflection of how customers may be feeling their loyalty, all sorts of things. But then we have to connect that with, okay, how does that show up? Is it in a higher retention rate? Is it in more purchases per year? Is it in a higher customer lifetime value? Those are the types of things that we really have to kind of connect back to those CX metrics in order to make the case for the return on the investment of all this. Again, when this is done well, there is not one area of the organization that does not succeed. But we have to connect those dots because it's a little obtuse. It's a little harder to say straightforwardly, like, if you do this, this happens. So you have to look for those connections. So I always start with the business goals and then drill down and say, how will we track this? How will we know if we're succeeding on the customer experience side that actually drives those things forward? But if you don't pay attention to the business data from the beginning, then you won't have that to track. So look at renewal rates, look at customer churn. If you have transactional customer feedback, that's a great thing to look at as well. So all of that kind of adds up into this wonderful mosaic of measurement that we can use to really understand not just our customers, but also are we living up to what we promised them and what can we do better? What actions can we take to move this all forward? All right, a smoother operation overall. Yes, exactly. 
Well, Jeannie, we really enjoyed our conversation today. Why don't you let us know where we can learn more about you and connect? Sure. Yes. Thank you so much, Amelia. And yeah, anybody can join me at experienceinvestigators.com. And we also have a bunch of free resources at yearofcx.com that also anybody can sign up for. And it's just a way to kind of guide you through a year of succeeding in customer experience. All right. Thanks so much. And thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on the CX Pulse podcast. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes.